Welcome back to Inside the Yale Admissions Office. My name is Mark, and I'm a Yale Admissions Officer. And I'm Hannah. I'm also a Yale Admissions Officer. It's April, and so this podcast is all about what we like to call yield season. Yeah, yield is another bit of like insider admissions lingo that we use. It's something we think about a lot, but it's something that usually doesn't cross applicants' minds at all. Right. A college's yield rate refers to the percentage of your admitted students who decide to enroll. Uh, so yield season is the time of year when we work to get all of the fantastic students that we've admitted to choose Yale over all the other good options that they have. Yeah, and another bit of insider trivia, Yield Season was originally scheduled to be our fourth episode, not our 31st episode. We had all kinds of plans uh, set up, as most people did in spring of 2020. Right. COVID, of course, threw a monkey wrench in those plans. And so after two years of doing a complete pivot to all virtual Yield Season, we mostly got ourselves back to normal last year in 2022. And this year, 2023, we're really back at it with all of our favorite Yield programming, and some new stuff that we picked up during the pandemic. Yeah, and part of what makes yield season so exciting is it's it's all compressed into the month of April. So there's really this ticking clock. Admitted students have to make up their mind about where they want to enroll by May 1st. This year, we released admissions decisions for our regular decision applicants on March 30th. That means we have exactly one month to show these students some love. And they've got one month to decide where they're going. The whole thing's a little bit like a really bad reality TV dating show. <laughs> like imagine The Bachelor, you know, whatever, you, the bad reality show of your choice. Like we are now in the position where we are all waiting to see like which suitor gets the rose from each one of our admitted students. Yes, stay tuned. <laughs> um, and it's fun because the shift from like reading and committee season to yield season is probably the most dramatic transition in the admissions office mm-hmm. calendar, right? We've just spent five months in our reading caves, spending just about all day, every day reading applications one by one or making decisions while, you know, stuffing our faces with snacks in the committee room. And now we get to actually interact with real human beings. Mm -hmm. Yes, our job has just completely changed. Like we are doing a different job this month than we were last month. Those reading months, it's a kind of like monastic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like many of us have to put in some effort to interact with other human beings. Right. That is not the case come, come yield season. And we love that. We get to switch from like paper people to real live flesh and blood people that we meet. Yeah, and the tables turn in another way, too, where we get to go from being the ones making the decisions, picking students, to really hoping that the students pick us back. Yes, so if you've listened to other episodes, you've been like, wow, who gave these people all the power? (laughs) Like, why do they get to make these decisions? Don't you worry. Our power is gone. (laughs) You do not get the final say. Yes. Uh, The last chapter of the story is us waiting to hear, just as applicants did in the last stage, Will they pick us? Right. And it's kind of fun because it becomes all about those admitted students. That's right. And we'll, we'll talk about all the fun stuff that we do in the month of April. But it's, it's worth sharing a little bit about why we care about our yield rate. You know, at first glance, it can seem like, um, is this just a big popularity contest? Like, are we spending a lot of energy because we just want to be the most desirable college out there? The thinking here is that the colleges that have the highest yield rate will then have an even lower admit rate since you won't need to admit as many students in order to fill your class. And that's gonna make it even harder to get in. And honestly, there is some kernel of truth to this, Uh, not the part about wanting to admit fewer students. Like, trust me, admissions officers want to admit more students all the time. Yeah. That's, that's our, our MO. Right. But certainly it is true that a high yield rate would generally mean that your school is perceived as looking pretty good, at least relative to its immediate peers. 
But just as an admit rate on its own, it doesn't tell you anything about the quality of a school and certainly not its fit for you. A school with a high yield rate doesn't necessarily mean that it's a better school, that it's a better school for right. you. You shouldn't just sort of think about this number as saying like, well, the best schools have the highest yield rate. And just as some colleges do some maybe ethically suspicious things to drum up applications from students who aren't necessarily competitive in order to seem more selective, colleges can also do a lot to manipulate their yield rate. And usually this takes the form of factoring in how likely a student is to yield when making admissions decisions. This is why some colleges consider what's called demonstrated interest in the admissions process. They want to get a sense before they make their admissions decisions, will this student actually enroll in our school? And if that student, say, did a campus visit, met with a recruiter on the road, etc., it's going to increase their likelihood of enrolling and probably that college's likelihood of admitting them. It's also why some other schools use some pretty complicated prediction models to screen out students who might be very strong, but based on their past experience with students of kind of a similar profile, they predict that they're unlikely to matriculate. Yeah, and at Yale, we're really lucky or, you know, spoiled, however you want to say it. We don't have to worry about this, and we do not factor this type of thing into our admissions decisions. Right. And let's recognize part of the reason that we're very spoiled is that we are in a really good financial position. We have an endowment right. at Yale that's valued in the billions. No one is looking to our admissions office to sort of keep the doors open with tuition dollars next year. That means that we don't need to think about enrolling a particular sort of subset of students who can pay the full price mm -hmm. or, you know, sort of increase the size of the class. A lot of colleges are in a very different position. Yeah, so we get to just admit the students we think are the strongest and the best fit for Yale. And then we, we put a lot of pride into our yield season because we've already gotten to know every one of our admitted students and we've already gotten really excited about the idea of them being at Yale. So we are kind of back in a sales position at yeah. this point, right? Like we are pitching uh, Yale to these students and we really want them to choose Yale. But let's be clear, like we aren't paid on commission. <laughs> right. There's no bonus given out to the admissions officer who winds up with the highest yield rate on their admitted students. But every admissions officer at Yale, we put a lot of effort into yield because it's the final leg of this journey that we've been on for months and months and months. Yeah, and uh, Mark and I have talked a lot about uh, how we organize our work around territories in our office, right? So officers are typically traveling to an area in the fall, reading applications from that area in the winter, and then working to yield those students in the spring. And we get a lot of like pride of ownership in doing things that way. So a lot of our yield work is really very personal. We invest a lot in this because we know these people. Like in order to arrive at this place in April where you are an admitted student, a lot of effort has gone into learning about who you are and actually getting excited about what you would add to Yale and what you take away. One of the very first things we do every yield season, Hannah and I were just doing this earlier this week, is we write handwritten letters to every admitted student. Yeah, uh, we call them mash notes. Every single admissions officer writes them. It's very time consuming, yes. but it's also really fun. You just like write this little personalized letter. You go back through the application and think, what do I want to say specifically to this student? What do I want them to know about what I was really excited about in their application? And if they can decipher my handwriting, then they will find out. <laughs> yes. Like a lot of people, writing with a pen is not something we do all that often now. So apologies, at least to my admitted students. You yeah. will probably not be able to decipher what I wrote for you, but I guarantee you it was, it was something nice. 
nice. It was and, very and something nice. Something personal. <laughs> yes. Right. And we're really trying to make a case for Yale specifically, like highlighting particular programs and resources, student groups, campus culture, all that good stuff. We also run a big online forum called the Admitted Student Network. Admissions officers are active there. We can send messages, join group conversations. And then we also have some social platforms like Discord and Instagram. So, you know, students can connect with us online and connect with each other, more importantly. Yeah. So we've gotten lots of ways to connect virtually. And it's cool to actually see kind of in one space admitted students who are from all kinds of different geographic areas. Getting them in one space for the first time is is pretty cool. And this is all very nice. But our favorite thing is meeting admitted students in person. Mm -hmm. And this happens in a few different ways. We, of course, have some students who will just visit campus throughout the month of April. They'll take a tour. We might be able to set them up with something like a meal in the dining hall. It's always nice when I get to kind of take a break from my day and actually just meet with an admitted student one-on-one here on campus. We also have alumni volunteers who host receptions in their local areas. So these are people who've usually been involved in the interviewing process and they get really excited when there are admitted students from their area and they'll put on a little reception. And in some of the bigger areas, admissions officers will actually travel from New Haven to to go hang out in one of those things. They're super fun. Those are so fun. And like, yeah, it's great to see admitted students like connect with people in their area who are also planning to go to Yale. And then there's the main event, which is Bulldog Days, which we will talk about in a minute. So as admissions officers, we're all nice people. We're pretty knowledgeable about Yale. We have a vested interest in getting admitted students to come to Yale. But, you know, on average, we tend to be a slightly older crew. Just talking with us probably isn't the best way to learn about Yale. So a lot of what we try to do is actually kind of step out of the way and help make connections between admitted students and others in the community, especially current Yale students and also faculty, other admitted students, other folks around the university as well. So it's not just going to be kind of talking with the salespeople. Yeah, and Mark and I are both Yale graduates, but we're also more than uh, 10 years out. Can that that be true? Um, So admitted students probably don't want to hear all our stories from, you know, things back in the day. But thankfully, hundreds of current students get really, really excited to talk to admitted students. So many current students. We love this. And we uh, just can't say thank you enough to the hundreds of student volunteers who sign up for different programs. Um, One of them is called Prefrosh Advisors. These folks cold call and cold text admitted students, and then they host small group virtual sessions. We also have a few dozen admissions office student employees who do things like run our social media accounts. They host virtual student forums. They emcee our fabulous admitted student virtual talent show. Yeah. And then, of course, um, you know, the biggest event where uh, really the whole campus comes together to help us put on a great show is Bulldog Days. At the end of the month of April, we host a three-day event with, you know, two overnights for our admitted students. We have more than 600 students volunteer to host Prefrosh in their on-campus rooms. Over 200 student groups will show up for a big extracurricular bazaar. And about 100 of those groups will also host special events designed to introduce admitted students to what they do. So you can kind of think about the way that Bulldog Days sits in the yield season calendar a little bit like Christmas. <laughs> like if you think about Thanksgiving is the start of the Christmas shopping season and then like decision release day for yield season is equivalent to Thanksgiving and Bulldog Days is Christmas. Like that's the main event. That's what we're all working towards. And, uh, and that's really when the magic happens. Planning Bulldog Days takes a huge amount of time and coordination across campus. Um, yes. I mean, we're hosting more than 1,200 teenagers on a college campus for three days, and it's while classes are in session. Right. It's a big deal. Yeah. 
And it's the same group of admissions officers who read applications and make decisions who run this whole thing. This is part of what makes our job so interesting. It really changes every few months. All of a sudden, in the month of April, we become event planners. Yes, and uh, both Hannah and I have both held the title of Bulldog Days director yes. at various points in our career. Um, I would describe it as some combination of like wedding planner, cruise ship director, like, and school principal kind of thrown in <laughs> yeah, there as well. Right, right. We think it's really important that admitted students have the chance to visit campus after they've gotten the good news. You know, even if they go on a college tour before they applied, seeing a campus as an insider with the application process behind you is such a different experience. We strongly recommend this wherever you apply and are admitted, especially if you're choosing between several options, take the time to visit again if you can. It can really open your eyes. And I'll say we kind of put our money where our mouth is here. We will pick up the cost of traveling to campus for about 500 students who are from lower income households every year. We book them flights, we get them shuttles to campus, everything. It's a whole other level of complexity. Like yeah. we also turn into travel agents as right. well. But it's really worth it because we want students who are making this big decision to do it with the benefit of actually seeing this place and seeing it as an admitted student. And we do hear from admitted students that their visit to campus for Bulldog Days was the thing that really clinched their decision for them to come to Yale. Yes, so we're going to tell you more about Bulldog Days in a few weeks at Bulldog Days. Yes, very exciting. Um, yeah, our next episode, we're actually going to record live in front of an audience of admitted students. So if you are listening and you are a newly admitted member of the Yale class of 2027, come to Bulldog Days and you can see the first maybe only episode of inside the Yale admissions office recorded in front of a live audience. So exciting. Yeah. We're going to do this on Wednesday, April 26th at 9am at Lindsley Chittenden hall on old campus. And maybe we'll see you there. Yeah. In the meantime, we have a lot of work to do, including figuring out how to record a live podcast. Yeah, we have no yeah. idea, but we'll, we're gonna we'll make it work. We'll get it worked out between so now. We're gonna and go then. back to work um, <laughs> for now. Thanks to Reed for lending us his office, and thanks to former admissions officer Andrew Brick Johnson, who composes our music. You should check him out at andrewbrickjohnson.com. If you have comments or an idea for an episode, drop us a line at yaleadmissionspodcast at gmail.com. And finally, remember that the views expressed in this podcast are ours and don't necessarily represent those of Yale University. Thanks for listening.